mi gente, welcome to Peruvians of USA, the podcast where we share the diversity of the Peruvian immigrant experience. This is your host, Natalie Sofia, and this community was born from the need to create a space for Peruvian immigrants to come together, to support each other, to learn from each other, and to document our stories. The stories our guests share with us are deeply personal and paint a new portrait of what it means to be a Peruvian immigrant. I hope you receive these stories with an open heart and an open mind. So let's get started. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please be sure to share with us in social media using the hashtag Peruvians of USA. All right, here's our conversation. Okay, so we are recording. Uh, welcome, Adriana, to give you a brief introduction. Natalie Sofia Flores. I am the founder and the host of Peruvians of USA, the podcast and the platform. I am also the person who launched this scholarship in honor of my grandfather who actually I did not meet, but I always hear stories from my mom and they always inspire me. And just to see my mom's face when she talks about him, was very meaningful to me. And I partnered with Fundacion Puro Peru. Sylvia is the president of Fundacion Puro Peru. And Sylvia and actually, Sylvia and I go back, way back <laughs> to the nineties when we both came to the US. And I talked a little bit about our sort of relationship and our friendship uh, in episode three there where, you know, her dad and as well as Sylvia guided me quite a bit in my own education journey, educational journey. So I'll hand it over to Sylvia and then maybe Adriana, you can also briefly introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Bueno, hola Adriana. Thank you actually for taking the time out to, to not just apply, but doing a great job that, you know, we're top two finalists for this awesome scholarship that Natalie put together. Um, as she mentioned, my name is Silvia Arellana. I'm the president of Fundacion Puro Peru. We're both based here in the D.C. metro area. I think you are in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, you're close. You're close. Not bad. <laughs> um, so my foundation is because I'm a mom and I have younger kids. And, I, and my kids are actually not, not fully Peruvian Americans because their dad is Bolivian. So there are parents like me who have multicultural kids. And that, you know, sometimes it takes the burden of one parent to, to teach about, you know, in this case, our Peruvian culture. So we do events, we do um, workshops online, Facebook, we partner with other groups to show that, you know, how great Peru is besides the food and the music, right? There's more to Peru than just those two things. So um, so that's why we, we jump on this opportunity with Natalie and, you know, Peruvians of USA to even to go with the education portion of it. To, to improve that and, and make it better. And even for you guys, you know, being seen as Peruvians, right? I've never, I haven't, when we went through our scholarship journey, we never seen anything directly just for Peruvians. So like I said, it might be one opportunity and hopefully one of many to come. So thank you again, you know, uh, Adriana, really for, for taking the time to go through the questions, to go through the essays. And, and actually you showed us a little bit about yourself that, you know, I wanna, I wanna look into that a little bit more. And that's the whole point of the interview with you. So um, tell us, just give us a quick uh, intro, of, you know, about yourself. Sure. I mean, you guys keep on thanking me, but I wanted to thank you guys. I, similar to you guys, this is the first scholarship that I've seen that actually recognizes Peruvians. And I was genuinely surprised. Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Um, and also just being able to meet you guys. Like I, <laughs> I did listen to your podcast episode. Um, and I just, there were so many things that I wanted to talk to you about. So like one of the people that uh, interviewed me, I was planning on reaching out anyway. Um, but 
I guess to introduce myself, hi, I'm Adriana. I'm a sophomore at Penn right now, and I have declared my major as a neuroscience major. Um, I'm planning on pursuing a PhD. Um, and I guess, like, fun fact about I'm really into dance. It was something that my parents put me into kind of to like help me meet new people and everything. Um, and I was first classic, not classically trained, that's old of me to say, but I, I did a lot of ballet. Um, and when I came onto campus, I knew that I wanted to continue dance. I had to stop in high school because um, I, I couldn't handle both like academia and uh, dance. And it's this whole thing of like, you know, how you want to make your parents proud and focus on your future, right? Um, so I dropped dance, but when I came onto Penn's campus, I knew that I wanted to do that again. Um, and there were a lot of different dance troops I was looking into, but my roommate actually introduced me to Onda Latina and, um, it's a Latin dance troupe. Uh, and I just knew I had to apply for them. Um, uh, that was like, I knew that that was how I was going to get back in touch with my culture and everything. And then just, um, bridged two of like my greatest identities. Um, so yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting that you're saying that, that you come back, you found it, you found dancing it, right? Because that's myself, I found like my group of people, like my Latinos, like me in, in college, right? And I saw you transcripts, super impressive. I mean, neuroscience is a hard career, hard major to go into. But I was very interested and happy to see that there were some courses there that you did not, that were not following your rigorous curriculum, right? Such as intro to get you yeah, right. So what, what got you to there? Because I feel when I went to school, right, I was doing computer science, computer engineering, all the engineering things that I could, I could have done. I went through Maryland. But I think when we veer off that curriculum, sometimes it opens up another door that like, wow, I can actually go into that too. I took modern dance. I mean, that was just on a whim. Like, I don't think I was supposed to take that. I was like, sure, let me just go in the elective. But tell me about why, what made you gravitate to like intro to Quechua? Um, so after being in my uh, dance troupe, I realized how out of touch I was with my Peruvian roots. Um, and it's nothing to fault my parents for. We genuinely just like couldn't afford going back to Peru all the time and, and having me be introduced to my family and my culture in that way. I've probably been to Peru twice in my life, um, at least that I can remember. Um, and so when I joined the dance troupe, there were so many people and that knew so much about their culture. And I felt out of place, even though this was like something that should have been uh, my home and that I should have felt comfortable in. And I almost felt like I wasn't Peruvian enough. Um, and I found myself going, like coming back into touch with Peru through dance, but I wanted to find other means. And um, I had felt my freshman year, I took ASL. Um, and that's because my mom, when she was a teacher in Peru, um, she taught children that uh, had disabilities and so she also taught deaf students and so she was fluent and when she first was raising us at home she also would sometimes just use signs so I learned some but it was like an interest of mine and when I took an ASL course uh, my freshman year I felt a little bit in touch with the ASL community and like I had been exposed to something and I knew that this was another way that I could get in touch with the community if I wanted to and so when I saw that Gitchwa was also a class that was offered I was first even surprised that it was something that was offered in my school because I know how rare it is. Like I know that even my parents know it and they were born and raised in Lima, right? Um, so I knew that this would be an opportunity for me that I couldn't let up. 
um, I had already been in touch with the professor because he was also a part of um, La Casa Latina here on Penn. Um, and so I just knew that I wanted to, in some way, learn even more about my culture. And so I did that. And it was such a great experience. I love to uh, continue the course this semester uh, just to fit to my schedule. Sadly, like I am on the pre-med course. <laughs> so uh, I have to take those courses and prioritize that. But we were trying to start a committee that would be recognized by Legesa that would be specific for uh, the Andean region um, that would allow us to share our culture in some way. Um, I hope that that gets seen through, uh, but we're, it's still in the works. He, um, our professor, he got an opportunity in Harvard, and so he's kind of like back and forth between Harvard and Penn. Um, but yeah. What a small world, right, Natalie? You know who she's talking about? And I know you interviewed him. And I met him, actually. I was at the protest that happened in downtown Philly last November 2020, that he or, that he was one of the folks that, that spoke. I don't think, I'm not sure if he organized it, but he definitely spoke at that rally, so. Yeah, Dr. Americo Mendoza. Yes. And he's our, he's our buddy. <laughs> he, he, has, he has worked with us in Fundacion and Natalie. Hopefully he may be interviewed sometime down the podcast. But yes, he, and he's at Harvard. I mean, wow, right? Like, yeah. after all places, we have some representation there. So, uh, along with your transcript, so how did you hear about our scholarship? So, my sister actually told me about it. Um, she is a grad student in Georgia Tech, and she was looking for different scholarships, and she came across yours. I'm not exactly sure how, but uh, she saw that she didn't, she couldn't, since she's a grad student, not undergrad, but she, my way. Um, and was, I jumped at the opportunity. Absolutely. Nice. Oh, I'm glad. Okay. Thanks for the siblings always looking out for each other yes. in that, <laughs> in that type of way. <laughs> so you mentioned that you listened to our podcast. Uh, well, four of our, you know, committee members. Any questions, any, any you know, inquietudes that you may have for us that we could pass it along? <laughs> well, I actually... Um, you mentioned that you know how to do dance and why not? And I wanted, I, okay, so in my dance troupe, where our 25th anniversary is actually this semester. And so our theme is Corazon Latino. And um, you get to choreograph according to that theme. And so what I wanted to do was a piece that was specific to Peru and like the folk style that I really like, but I never got to learn myself, obviously. Um, so I've been learning through videos online and everything. And I try, I basically, I choreographed like a one minute piece that was Wino. And then my roommate who introduced me to Onda Latina. She's Ecuadorian. And she also took the Quechua class with me. And we saw like how tied our cultures really were, where they could be at the very least. Um, and so we wanted to share kind of that intertwinedness and, and just kind of like celebrate our friendship in that way. Um, and show that like, we're not all that different and that we have like similarities. Um, and so she choreographed um, one minute of San Juanito, their traditional folk dance. And then I did Wino and then we're going to kind of combine it together. But I just, I would love to have an actual, because my parents, they also never learned Wino. And so they, they saw me, like I sent them my recording and they were like, oh, this is beautiful. Like you look so good. But I, I know that a lot of people on Troop had this, uh, hesitancy to put me in the show because they weren't sure if it would be offensive or if, um, 
it was even accurate. So I love another opinion. <laughs> Sylvia's the right person to ask. She's been dancing since she was a little kid. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Great. <laughs> no, so I'm glad you're doing it because at the end of the day, it's, it's showing your culture, how you see it with the resources, right? So, I've, hey, people start dance groups just by looking at YouTube videos. And I, I, I can name you a few people like that. At the same time, we also know a lot of um, teachers who actually went to Peru, studying San Marcos. I don't know if you know, it's like a big university over there, very you know famous, and where they learn, you know, what does it mean? What are the steps mean? Why are they dressing that way? Right? Because it's a whole, a whole um, program just around our dance, especially folkloric dances, because we're very proud of it. So many of them. What I could do is, I definitely willing to to watch your your one minute video. Definitely, I want to see that. Um, but I can also get you in touch with people to do it professionally, because like I said, you know, I may do it my way, how I learned it back in the nineties. Right. But these change, things evolved, right. Just like anything, culture and folklore evolves in, in with the night, with the idea that you don't want to offend anybody. That's, that's the right track. That's because we also have to be honest to what it's supposed to mean. So I'm, I'm down for it to, to help you in that way any way I can't. Um, but I'm glad that you're doing it. I'm glad that you are, I guess, discovering your culture, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what we really, far, from home home, that's what we, you cling to, right? And having that, that community. So are there a lot, you don't have a particular like Peruvian American Student Association at Penn? It's more of a Latino student union? Yeah. Okay. Because I've, not popping out more, right? Natalia, I don't know if you met them, but they're like a few colleges now. They're very specific to just the Peruvian American yeah. Association. Right? Yeah, mostly Jersey, New Jersey, and Florida. I think I've seen student organizations fo- that are focusing on Peruvian American students. So, yeah. 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 So, but I'm hoping maybe you'll get yeah, to I meet mean, more Peruvians problem. and build that out, right? Because at the end of the day, it's also what we try to create leaders. Right. And I think you might have that potential to we start with the folklore, but then bring that up to to get that the other Peruvians who may be just as lost at the beginning. Right. That's how we all start. We want to find that community um, within within college, especially. So you have very ambitious dreams to go all the way to Ph.D. I mean, my son is a, a junior and he wants to do astrophysics and his goal is also to go all the way to Ph.D. Right. But with that, with that long trajectory of your studies, is there anything short term that you want to do to help out the Peruvian community, whether it be a Peru or maybe in your area, anything of the sort? Um, so there was this internship that I was looking into and they were describing the way that they described their community was very much like we're a family and like we, we want you guys to, you know, we'll, we'll give to you guys, but then we want you to give back to us. They, they had on some list of all these people from different backgrounds and everything that were serving as mentors and were just wanted to be there to like support people that were going into neuroscience and offer them opportunities for research over the summer, but also just mentorship in general. Um, and this is like one of my biggest goals is to be able to go into that internship and then later on serve as an ambassador there as someone for Peruvians that are also in neuroscience. And it's the only way that I've been able to think of to give back as early as possible. Um, I can hope that um, my research will also help in the future. But for now, I think in terms of like academia, that would be my best way of 
giving back. Yeah, and you'd be surprised how much you just being upfront about who you are and where you come from is helpful to others who are watching you because I volunteer at an event where um, we had a Peruvian American duck and we went to an elementary school and it was like a, an event where you just kind of share about your career or what you're doing. And there was a, a like a, a eight-year-old Peruvian student uh, boy who came up to him and was like, I didn't know there were Peruvian doctors. And it just like blew his mind that, you know, this little boy has never seen a Peruvian doctor. And so like now he has that story, right? Like, hey, a Peruvian doctor came to my school. He talked about his career, like, and that could change that boy's life, right? So like you just, by you just doing what you're doing and just being like, this is where I'm from, you're doing already a lot. So I think one of the lessons that I would like to share is that you don't have to be at any particular level or cross anything particularly, particularly to say, like, now I'm ready to be a mentor. You're always a mentor. People are always looking up to you. There's always somebody who is behind that will get inspiration by you, right? So um, just keep that in mind. And like, I think your, your answer is beautiful that even just, you know, serving it, uh, being visually available to others like that, it's, it's great. No, absolutely. I, I feel it's like really bold to assume that I could serve as a role model in that oh. way, where like I... I don't know, just some college student that's Peruvian that made it to and or, or is going to do XYZ. I, I don't know why. I just I never can see myself as having such deep of an impact, but it does make sense that like for some people they've never had that sort of role model in the first place. And so just being proud to be Peruvian and like showing that off is absolutely a great way. Yeah, I mean you never know. I didn't know Natalie looked up to me. Now she doesn't let me forget it. 20 years later, it came up. No, you never know. Like, we need to be seen. We need to be represented. And just to say, hey, I'm Peruvian. That might be it, right? And that's, and that, and that will spark something, which is, which is what we're trying to do with, with everything that we do, right? In my case, I, I'm in cybersecurity. There are very few Latinos in that, in that space. There are very few Latinas. And there are very few Peruvians. So although I don't represent the whole of Peru, I kind of have to, you know, act a certain way, behave a certain way, just because you never know. Sometimes they want to pigeonhole us and say, hey, I see a run of Peruanos. And I'm like, yeah, no, we're, we're not all like that. Right. So, but I'm proud. I'm proud of you going into neuroscience. Very challenging. And I, I love that you're doing it. I, I yet yeah, I've never met any neuroscience students. So thank you for that, for that opportunity um, to get to know you a little better. And then one last big question, I guess. I don't know if you thought about this, but you may be the first recipient of this one-of-a-kind Peruvian scholarship. How would you go about encouraging others, other Peruvians, to continue the education or even start this, this college education journey? I would spread the word about it. But <laughs> like any Peruvian that I come across, I'll be like, let me tell you about about like this awesome podcast that like, gave me this opportunity. And I mean, like social media, again, like I said, there's not many people that follow me. So like it can't reach that big of a platform, but I'm sure that there is some Peruvians following me besides like just my family. Um, it kind of brings me back to high school when um, there was a senior, she was in my math class and we were just friends. Um, and she introduced me to the Hispanic scholarship, but um, she just decided to tell me about it. And she like pushed me to apply for it. And then I was able to like get into one of their programs, then the Youth Leadership Institute. And ever since then, that's all I've talked about, like with other people that I know 
or Latinx, I, I shove them towards there and I'm like, yo, apply for this program. They've got an amazing, um, so many awesome opportunities for you and like a community that you can come to. Um, and I would do the same for this, especially like with the very limited amount of Peruvians I have met on campus. I think I only know like two other people um, and they're in my dance troupe. So I would absolutely tell them to apply and listen to this podcast, even if like there is no scholarship, at the very least, like they can find the comfort that I have in knowing that there's a lot of similar stories and experiences um, to what you're going through. And it's just, it's comforting to be able to hear other people talk about it. Okay. How would you describe Peru in three words? But you cannot use food, music, Machu Picchu, colorful, or family. What three words would you use to describe Peru? You can take your time and think about it. Okay. I think the first word that comes to mind is just warm. The <laughs> uh, best way to explain it is just that, um, I don't know, everything, when when Peru is mentioned, that's just what my identity is overcome with, just like sent warmth and happiness. And that might just be because, you know, I'm proud and everything. Um, but I just find comfort in my family and everything that is Peru, even though I've only visited a couple of times. I like warmth. I think that's true. I think everybody has <laughs> a yeah. one. I like that. I'll seal that one. <laughs> that's a great, that's a good word. Yeah, warm. Um, I wouldn't say, well, diverse, because all the Peruvians that I have met, at the very least, we all have such varying interests and backgrounds. And we all, I mean, of course, I can probably apply to everyone. <laughs> but for me, at the very least, that holds true. Um, I like I, I have some Peruvian friends that are like engineers, like computer science nerds and everything. And then I have like my friends that are in dance and everything. Like there's just there's so many different backgrounds where they come from. Absolutely diverse to be one of them. Um, what inspiring you cheating is? <laughs> I also say inspiring because they everyone when I, when I think of Peru, it's just like I I want to be able to share that feeling of pride that I get overwhelmed with, that warmth, um, and have other people feel that same nationality, I guess, but like just also inspiration to know that you can overcome challenges. Those are great answers. I read the answer you gave for who Javier Verdad is, what Ipata is, and I cried. <laughs> reading, <laughs> reading yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really, yes, it really touched me. Even like now, just talking about it, I might get a little bit emotional um, because I think you really understood what he tried to do and the message I got. And, and so many of the blessings I had in my life, I consider it as like prayers that started way before me. So thank you for that beautiful, very thoughtful response. My question was more around like when you read about his story or like how I described him, even though I never met him, I guess what was... Uh, a bit, share a little bit about your reaction or do you see parallels in your own life? I, I'm always curious to see like what other people's experiences have been in sort of women empowerment, right? That's very important. What's very important to him is very important to me. There were two things that I like could relate to. The first being that I also had never met my grandfather um, and I had that same idolization of him. Um, even though he wasn't there. I knew that everything that he lived for and all of his really inspiring characteristics, my dad was, um, he, he made sure to follow through on that and make sure that we also knew of him and everything. 
Um, so I really appreciated that relationship that you had with him. Um, but also just everything about women empowerment and like making sure that his sacrifices were worthy and giving to uh, his daughters uh, and his family. I just also resonated with that because my parents have done so much for me that it'd be an insult to not try to go above and beyond them. And I'm sure every immigrant family can relate to this, that their, their, I mean, they themselves or their parents had to leave everything that they had known that was true to them, that gave them comfort, throw themselves into a completely different world. Because that's what America is. Like, it, it's completely different from Peru in terms of just such simple things that you wouldn't take into consideration, like music, um, food, language, like even like small things like jokes or how everything is translated. Like, it's just very different. Um, and my parents did that because they wanted us to have a better future. They knew that we wouldn't have the same success that we could in the United States. Um, and my parents have always been one for like ignoring the people that talk down on you. Um, I had a lot of people in middle school um, make fun of me for being a woman in STEM, which is ridiculous. I mean, like considering our day and age, I don't understand why that was something I even had to go through. Um, but the typical jokes of like, oh, you're a woman, you should be in the kitchen, or I don't understand that you're on the same math level as me, that it's so surprising, like uh, you should be in like art class or something. Like stuff as small as that, I would come to my parents super upset about it. And then they'd tell me, that's not true. You can do anything that you put your mind to it. Like, let's, like, no, they just helped me overcome everything. Um, and they pushed me in that way. And so I saw that your grandpa did the same thing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. So I know we have 10 more minutes left, but I think Sylvia and I are both pretty done with our questions. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Adriana, if you have any anything else that you want to share, anything else that you want to ask. Was there anything that you wanted to share in the application that we didn't ask you? Uh, yeah. I don't think there was anything else that, like, the application didn't cover. That was totally fine. Um, I think, honestly, just again, like, thank you guys. I actually really appreciated what Walter said in one of his uh, podcast episodes where he talked about um, when you're in America, you're kind of just thrown into the pool of like Latinx and that thing. Um, and I really liked how he put it where he got even more prideful of being Peruvian. And he's like, yeah, I'm an ambassador here of being a Peruvian. I, I, I liked the spin that he put on it instead of thinking of it in a way that uh, is something that you should hide or like you, you can't have pride in or whatever. It, it was it was nice to see like have that shift in perspective at least for me so i also want to personally thank him for doing that for me but yeah that's nice we'll let him know and he will actually also say this video this recording he couldn't be on the call today but feel free to reach out to any of us really to any of the judges to me at any moment we are more than happy to serve as a resource connect you with different folks forever really like now we've met <laughs> this is how the world works here right you make contacts and, and like just keep us in, in your network because we are <laughs> i'm gonna say a couple several years ahead of you <laughs> in, the, in the professional stand <laughs> it's always it's always great to keep a network and and keep in touch and um yeah thank you again for the time for applying and i'll let sylvia wrap it up Thank you. I mean, really, you, you are next generation of leaders. 
And I'm always going to call you a leader because that's what you are. You need to you feel comfortable with that, right? Because you, you go out in places, especially neuroscience, that very few of us go. Um, the thought about Walter's comment also, that's how we felt too at one point in our lives. Like that's what we do, what we do. We represent in many different ways. I may do it through a nonprofit, do it through social media or communications. Now you're in science. So yeah, every little bit that we do to represent Peru well is, is how, how we're going to get, you know, our name out there. And truly, honestly, you know, we're here to help you any way you can, professionally, emotionally, Peruvianness, anything that we can do for you, we're here. Um, you know, you'll capture us through your words. But oh, will be like, hey, Bush, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get to moms. I just love being all emotional. Especially through all the essays that we read. Yeah. Thank you so much, Adriana. And we'll stay in touch. Um, yeah. um, so we'll, we'll but feel free to reach out at any, at any time with any questions or feedback. So thank you. I really appreciate that. All right. Have a good all afternoon. Right. Thank you. Bye. Just wanted to take a break here to share that Peruvians of USA now has an online store. Help us spread the message that El Mejor Amigo de un Peruano es Otro Peruano by visiting our online store. We also have feminine versions that said La Mejor Amiga de una Peruana es Otra Peruana or gender neutral versions. This could be the perfect gift for a Peruvian in your life. Visit the link on the episode notes or link in bio. All right, back to the episode. Are you a small business looking to expand your digital footprint? Are you a small business looking to reach more of the Peruvian diaspora in the United States? Consider sponsoring an episode of Peruvians of USA. Peruvians of USA has launched its first sponsorship program. If you're interested, please visit peruviansofusa.com slash sponsors or send us a message on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Peruvians of USA. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and review an Apple podcast. It lets other Peruvians find the show. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Peruvians of USA. I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. All right. Talk to you soon. Ciao.